Hello and welcome to this edition of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. I am Wade Bates and this is a high school basketball playoff edition. The girls basketball has reached the state tournament which begins on Thursday including the Beaver Dam Golden Beavers looking for their unprecedented fourth straight championship. They'll take on Pewaukee at 3 o'clock or so on Friday. Also, the boys have reached sectional play, and we have a handful of boys teams still alive in the tournament as they look to punch their ticket to the Cole Center in Madison. So it should be a good show here today. Show wouldn't be possible without uh, Bruce Kaufman over at Flyway Carpet Cleaning. If you need your carpets cleaned, whether it be your home, your office, you have an apartment complex, check out Bruce, flywaycarpetcleaning.com. He will do a great job, and tell him that Wade sent you over at the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. If you do like the show, we have programs every Wednesday and Saturday during the high school sports season. And the best way to never miss a show is to subscribe at your favorite podcasting site. Just search South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. You can also find us on Facebook, search South Central Wisconsin Prep Report, or follow on Twitter at SCW Prep Report. Here's what we have lined up on the show today. Tyler Fisher is going to join us. His Randolph Rockets boys basketball team heads to Edgewood on Thursday night as they take on Monticello in a D5 sectional semifinal. Also, Jake Falkenthal, Houston's Ford High School, his boys will head to Oshkosh West to take on number one ranked Sheboygan Lutheran on Thursday night. He'll preview that game with us. In Division 4, John Koopman, Marcus Anz, a boys basketball coach, joins us. They'll head to Oconomowoc on Thursday night for a matchup with Palmyra Eagle. That's uh, the co-champs of the Trailways West and the champions of the Trailways South right there. We're also going to head to Division 2 in a game you will hear on 1430 WBEV in the audio stream at DailyDodge.com. I'll be calling it with the legendary Tim Haldeman, Wapan, takes on Columbus in a rematch of last year's sectional semifinal. That matchup has been moved to Beaver Dam High School, and again, you can hear it on WBEV. So Brett Pickards from Wapan, Ben Chambo of Columbus going to join us to take a look at that game as well. Mentioned the girls' basketball tournament kicking off at the Resch Center on Thursday. We're going to check in with Beaver Dam girls basketball coach Tim Chase. He'll preview their semifinal with Pewaukee on Friday afternoon. Then we're going to bring in our resident scouts, Dan Yagodinsky and Jack Norton. They're going to break down the Division II high school basketball tournament and also take a peek at the rest of the girls' tournament up at the Resch Center. Should be a good show today. Thank you so much for downloading the program. We're going to kick things off next with Tyler Fisher, the head boys basketball coach at Randolph from the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. Thanks for listening to the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. It's our goal on the program to promote the youth of our area and the great things they do in a positive manner. One company that shares the same vision is Bruce and the staff at Flyway Carpet Cleaning. They proudly service customers all across South Central Wisconsin, including the Beaver Dam, Burnett, Columbus, Fox Lake, Randolph, Wapan, Fond du Lac, Horicon, Juno, Mayville, Houstisford, Fall River, Clyman, Lowell, and Reeseville areas. I can tell you this, when I moved to Beaver Dam and I asked around as to who I should contact to clean my carpets, the consensus was Flyway Carpet Cleaning, and Bruce didn't disappoint. Flyway Carpet Cleaning provides residential and commercial cleaning services. Whether you need a small stain removed or your entire home or office cleaned, they have the experience and the tools to complete the job on time and on budget, all with the personal attention that you deserve. 
They service homes and apartments of all sizes. Whether you need a spill cleaned or hosting an event or want your floors to sparkle, you may have pet odors and stains or just want your floors to be fresh and clean, they have you covered. When it's time to get the carpets cleaned in your office or home, I strongly recommend Flyway Carpet Cleaning. Give Bruce a call at 920-885-6188. That's 920-885-6188. Or check out flywaycarpetcleaning.com. Flyway Carpet Cleaning, they don't cut corners, they clean them. And if you see Bruce around town from Flyway Carpet Cleaning, thank him for being a part of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. Let's head to Randolph High School right now and bring in head boys basketball coach Tyler Fisher, whose team uh, put another regional championship plaque up on the wall at the high school this past weekend, uh, knocking off rival Cambria Friesland. Coach, before we talk about Monticello on Thursday night, just reflect on the hard-fought uh, regional final victory you had over the Hilltoppers. Yeah, um, just a, a good team win all around. And, um, you know, once again, hats off to, to Derek and, and Cambria and his uh, staff and all their guys, they they played hard and they're they're a good solid team. It's it's kind of a shame one of us has to come out on top, right? So um, that's just the way it goes. And and uh, guys are happy and played hard, and we're we're happy with that on, on our end. So now, as a coach, you pose for the team picture with the regional championship plaque. How long do you get to enjoy it before you start thinking about your sectional semifinal opponent? Uh, as soon as we walked out of the gym, <laughs> we're always uh, just what's next, right? So, uh, no, we, we, yeah, we enjoyed it, obviously, after the game and um, just in the locker room with the guys. But uh, once you walk out, it's like, all right, what do we got to do next? So on to the next one and, and start uh, preparing for Monticello. Well, Monticello is 23-1. Uh, and one. They're the Six Rivers East champions. Uh, they ran through their conference with a perfect record. From the film you've watched so far on uh, Monticello, what uh, – what have you seen from them? Yeah, a good, solid ball club. Um, you know, you don't have a record of 20 and or whatever you just mentioned, right, for, for nothing, one loss on the year. So um, got some two pretty good players that can fill it up and then uh, surround them with, with some guards that can also shoot it. And we'll, we'll have our hands full. So, um, you know, I wouldn't expect anything less, right, at this time of year, whether it's regional finals, whether it's sectionals. Uh, we're going to have some good games, and, and that's what high school basketball is all about. As, I mean, do you, have, do you have some familiarity with them? Obviously, you played them last year in the regional semifinals. Is that correct? That is correct, yep. Are they uh, much different? Uh, not. I mean, they're better, right? They're better. They're all older. They're another year experienced. So um, the difference was last year is they were a young team. And we knew when we played them, we actually kind of said after that game that, boy, next year they are going to be tough. So. Uh, they had a good young young team last year. Now they got a year under their belts, and, and they're proving that. So, so you know a little bit about the program, but then how do you, as a coach and your staff, break it down and try to uh, uh, get your kids ready uh, for the game on Thursday night? What's the process like for you on that? Well, for us, it's uh, you know coaching staff looking at you know what are their strengths and what are we going to have to do, you know, initially defensively to to stop them, and um, you know do they run anything defensively that that we have to prepare for? So. I think for us, it's, um, you know, get on that right away, like over this past weekend. And then, you know, putting that into practice mode here and, and uh, are there things we got to tidy up just overall in general and then add in any prep for, uh, you know, any special defenses or any uh, special offenses that they uh, run on their end. So 
Coach, uh, do you got to like the way your team is built, though, too? Because you have a lot of different guys that can that can step up. I mean, you know, you look at the season; you've had you know numerous guys, even a guy like Parker Cohn step up and hit some big shots for you down the stretch on uh, Saturday night. So, you know, having multiple different guys that can that are willing to step to the plate in big moments has to be an advantage for a team, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely nice to you know have uh, have that ability to to share the ball and, and move the ball, and different guys step up on different nights and. You know, we've just been trying to focus that on that all all year long. That just share the ball, and uh, you know, some nights you might go off for twenty, and some might, you know, you might only have five. So um, that is that's one of our strengths, I think. And uh, just keep sharing the ball and playing together as a team, and and uh, not being selfish, and and uh, yeah, sharing the ball. You know, obviously quite the basketball tradition at Randolph, Coach. You know, when you walk into your gym, you just walk by the trophy case, which is full of, you know, gold basketballs. How big is it just to advance, you know, to a regional and get back to a sectional for the Randolph program? Uh, it, it feels good from our end, I know. Uh, from a coaching staff, it's, you know, it's obviously been a rough stretch here. I mean, it's, it's uh, I think we got spoiled, you know, back in the day. Um, you know, a regional championship was basically those – those plaques are just kind of buried. Um, and nobody really appreciated. I think, you know, spending some, a few years there where we, we weren't able to have the success that we had and getting back to this, um, level, it really makes you appreciate one, what you had and, and two, how tough it is to, to really have, uh, you know, get advanced into the sectionals and even make it down to Madison. It's, it's, uh, it's not normal. Right. And I think we kind of created a monster there for, for several years where if you didn't make it to Madison, the season was a failure. So, um, just trying to enjoy this, enjoy the moment, enjoy the season, and I'm happy for the guys because this is all new for them. Well, from um, what you've seen early on, Coach, I was going to ask you, what, what are some of the keys that have to happen on Thursday night for you to move one step closer to returning to Madison? Well, just like every game, I think it's it's defense and uh, defense and rebounding starting out um, and then limiting your turnovers on the offensive end. So you can uh, not turn the ball over and give yourself a, a high percentage shot on offense and and get stops and boards, uh, usually you put yourself in, in position to win. Well, Coach Tyler Fisher, I appreciate the time, and good luck against Monticello on Thursday night as you had you play at Edgewood. Thank you, Wade. Appreciate it. Right now, let's head to Houston's Ford High School and bring in head coach Jake Falkenthal, whose boys basketball team heads to the sectional semifinal on Thursday night. They go to Oshkosh West to take on Sheboygan Lutheran. Uh, coach, before we talk about your opponent on a Thursday night, just let's reflect back on the regional. Happy with what you saw out of your team as they, they earn that, that regional plaque? Oh, very happy. Uh, it was a tremendous weekend, uh, both uh, Friday night's game and then, you know, Saturday night's game going on the road. We had a great following, great crowd, great support, great atmosphere. Uh, so proud of the guys. You know, they, they worked so hard, and uh, it was a great win and, and a great opportunity, uh, you know, to win another uh, regional championship so it's a goal we had in mind and and to see them accomplish one of their goals uh for this year was was amazing feel like your team is peaking at the right time here as we head into the sectionals 100 percent uh you know we've been getting better every single day uh something we preach on you know constantly is you know improving from your last game improving from your last practice um we're playing some of our best basketball and and now is the time to do it, you know, in, in March when it's a, a one-and-done scenario. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're fighting, you're playing like it's your last game, and, and um, you know, we're, we're playing really well right now. 
Coach, you got quite the challenge in the sectional on Thursday. Uh, Sheboygan Luther, the number one ranked team in the state. They are scoring at a clip I don't think we've seen, we've seen very often in the state no. of Wisconsin. Just your initial thoughts as you prepare for Sheboygan Luther and uh, the challenges they bring to you. Uh, a very good team, you know, very quick. Um, obviously have, you know, great height with, with Jacob. Um, have some tremendous guard play. Uh, can shoot from the outside. You know, we, we played them, you know, earlier in the year, um, and, you know, got our, our butts uh, handed to us a little bit. Uh, so it was a good wake-up call for us and, and what we need to prepare. But um, they're a good team that can score in, in many areas. Um, they like to go up-tempo, um, very physical, quick on defense. Um, so we got our work cut out for us, but I, I think the guys are, are ready for it. They're ready for their challenge. Um, they're not going to back down from a fight by no means. So what did you pull out of that first game? Um, we need to get in shape, um, you know, so it was, you know, it was the first week. Uh, so, you know, obviously we, we weren't in shape. They looked like they had been in the gym for, for months already with how quick they played. Um, but I think, you know, we just needed to get, you know, we needed to get stronger, um, and, you know, there were a lot of new guys to, to the varsity game. You know, we had a lot of guys that are, are put in roles that weren't used to playing varsity speed, varsity level. Um, and, you know, it, it's taken that time for everyone to kind of figure out roles of what their role is and then figure out what the other guy's role is and, and kind of where they fit with the team. And, you know, we didn't have that in the first game. And, and we have that now. Guys, guys know their role on the team. You know, everyone knows where each other's going to be on the floor, strengths, weaknesses. Um, so we're a completely different team than what we were when we played them, um, you know, on the first game of the year. You know, Jacob, the kid going to Valpo, um, you know, he had 45 against you the first time. Is that one of those cases where you know that he's going to get his points and you just got to try to maybe contain him and, and, and shut down everybody else? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's too good to stop and, and limit to, you know, double you know under you know less double digit scoring so um you know it's it's more or less you know we're, we're gonna have to you know front him in the post you know kind of have backside help um you know kind of limit his touches down low you know try our best to keep him out on the perimeter I mean, he could still shoot the three and, and shoots it you know pretty well um but i don't think you're gonna completely stop him i i think it's more uh controlling the other guys and 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 you know stopping those guys and I guess in a way, almost playing five on three basketball. Is it one of the cases where obviously they have firepower? Can you run with them, or do you have to control tempo a little bit uh, if you want to find a way to stay in this thing and, and pull it out, and move on to the sectional? Yeah, Final. I mean, we found yeah we found out in the first game that you know we we can't run with them. Um, we kind of did that a little bit, and we just weren't ready for that. Um, not saying that we're not going to have our opportunities. I, I think you know. If, we, we'll, we'll pick our points on, on when we can, you know, maybe push the tempo. Uh, but otherwise, we, we you know, we got to be patient. We got to milk some clock. We, we got to work the ball and, and work for a good opportunity and a good shot, um, you know, and cherish every possession. And then, you know, make or miss, you know, we, we got to be hustling back on defense, um, you know, and stopping the ball because, you know, they they live, they feed off of turnovers. They feed off of misses with, with Jacob down low grabbing, you know, 17 rebounds. You know, he starts to break just just right there alone. So, um, but, you know, we'll pick our spots, but I think it's got to be a game that we got to have definitely, 
you know, 60s would be probably my goal is if we can get the game in the 60s. And, uh, you know, you've got the two Dillons that can light it up on any given night. If you get both those guys going and get some help from some of the other guys, you feel like you can you can keep it close down the stretch and then uh, and see what happens. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, they're, they're much better. You know, Dylan Schmidt shooting the ball really well from the outside. He shoot, you know, 50% from three. Dylan Keel's improved on that game. Gavin has gotten better from the outside. So um, I definitely think if, if we move the ball, we'll, we'll be able to find some open opportunities, and that's just a matter of guys just knocking down shots. But, you know, we got to go in there, you know, playing loose. We, you know, we got nothing to lose. You know, we got – there's no pressure on us. We just have to go out and play and have fun and and, and just compete. And I think the guys are, are ready, they're willing, and they're able to, you know, compete and, and go to battle with this with this team. Is it going to be one of those last person out of Houston's for Thursday night, tear out the lights, going to get a big following, <laughs> making the trip up 41? I hope, I hope so. I mean, we had, we had a great crew, great fan support to drive, you know, an hour and a half down to Burlington. You know, going to Oshkosh, it's, it's not that far of a trip. So, you know, I anticipate a, a, a strong showing. Uh, you know, they've been supporting these guys all season long, and I don't see I don't see them stopping. Well, Jake Falkenthal, appreciate the time, and good luck in the sectional semifinal against Sheboygan Lutheran on Thursday night. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I can't believe we have to make this commercial. It's ridiculous. You'll think it's ridiculous, too. Listen to this. This commercial is about, well, it's about parents being rude at high school athletic events. Ridiculous, right? It gets worse. Studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior. So now there's a shortage of refs here in Wisconsin. In almost all sports. No officials means no more games. Is that what you want for us? Come on, parents. It's time to grow up. Cheer for your team. Be proud of your children. But stop being so ridiculous. And don't make us run another commercial. Because we will. This message presented by the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association. Reminding you to always practice good sportsmanship. Let's head to Marquezan High School as the Hornets boys basketball team gets ready for their sectional semifinal against Palmyra Eagle as we bring in head coach John Koopman. Coach, just uh, happy with what you're seeing from your team, uh, getting that regional, I guess, second-round matchup win over Williams Bay and then taking care of Partyville the other day? Yeah, uh, I thought I thought we, we played well when, when we needed to. Um, I think the, the guys will admit they're missing uh, too many free throws, too many easy buckets. Um, that might have had to do with a little, little bit of rust from a long layover, but um, when they needed to needed to make shots, needed to make free throws, they did. Um, I thought our defense was was solid in both games. So, so yeah, I was I was uh, I was I was pretty happy with the weekend, Coach. It seems like this this team's been a gritty kind of team all year long. you know the season went, you know you kind of chasing Randolph all year. You found ways to get it done and grab a share of the conference championship, and he's looking at some of the. Uh, the info from the game, you fell behind Partyville too, and you found a way to, to rally back. So is that is that kind of the MO from your perspective, kind of a gritty team that just wins? Well, we're a gritty team, but I'd rather not, not have to get down early. Um, that'd be better. Um, I like to play, play from the play with the lead, but um, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a testament to the guys. Um, you know, we're, we have a lot of seniors that see a lot of minutes. So you hope with that kind of, um, with that kind of age, that type of uh, experience, that that they're not going to get rattled, and they'll just take it one one bucket at a time, one possession at a time, and um, nothing really seems seems to rattle them too much, which which is good. 
How big was it for the program to find a way to, to go back and get that share of the Trailways West Conference Championship with that big run down the stretch? Well, I mean, that's your that's your first goal every year is to, to win conference. And, you know, um, when we had we lost to Randolph earlier, then when we had that, uh, that game with Cambria where they got us, then we knew we were going to there wasn't any more any more room for for mistakes. So going into Randolph and uh, taking their their best shot, uh, we had them dead in the water. He was a minute to go, and they climbed right back in it. So uh, to be able to to withstand that and then uh, get a share of the share of the conference was was really exciting for the boys. Coach Paul Myra Eagle, your opponent on a Thursday night, champions of the Trailway South. I think they ran through that league unbeaten, a twenty-one and three record overall. Just when when you're looking at game film on Paul Myra Eagle, what do you see? Uh, solid. Um, they're solid. They're they're really good athletes. You know, they got size at six six and six four, um, and those guys can go inside and out. Um, you look at them, you, you can you can tell the majority of them are uh, are weight room kids because they're they're big, strong, athletic. Um, but be honest with you, when it comes down to this time, you know, they're, they're probably looking at, at us and, and looking at uh, all the things we do well also. So we'll, we'll just prepare. We're It's, it's like any other game. You just prepare. And at this point in time, uh, all the teams you're going to face are good. They all have talent. Um, it's just a question of who makes the, who makes the least amount of mistakes and who executes with us. During the season, do you look ahead very much when it comes to potential matchups, when it comes to uh, playoff runs and such? How much how much advanced scouting do you do on teams during the year? Well, we do it. We don't we don't tell tell the kids about it, but yeah, coaches. I mean, you almost have to because when once the postseason gets here, it comes so fast. Uh, so so you always look at at potential matchups. Um, you know, you try to get what you can information, what you can. You try to narrow it down to you know a few possibilities. But yeah, we've been we've been been taking a look at Paul Palmyra Eagle for a while here. Coach, what are some of the keys to the game if you want to advance to the sectional final with a win on Thursday night? Uh, one, we have to we have to deal with their with their physicality. They're they're physical on and off the ball, um, and that hasn't been a strength of ours um, at times this year. And at times we've we've handled it well. So we're going to have to take that. Um, we're going to have to box out well and. Just like it's been all year, our offense is going to have to be dictated by our defense. We got to get a lot of, a lot of, a lot of touches on the passes, um, make all their shots contested, and really, uh, really lock them down, make them work for everything they get. Coach John Koopman, I appreciate the time and good luck Thursday night in the sectional final against Palmyra Eagle. Okay, thanks, Wade. Appreciate it. Being a teenager is tough. There's the constant pressure to be liked, endless worrying about college. Cyberbullying, high expectations, all the negativity. There's no question, being a teenager is tough. And what do Wisconsin's teens do when they want to block out the noise and clear their heads? We play! Research shows that teenagers who participate in high school sports have lower stress levels, more confidence, and greater self-esteem. And then there's the biggest benefit of all. High school sports are fun. Not just fun. They're a lot of fun. (laughs) Encourage your teenagers to participate in a sport or activity when they go to high school. They'll stress less and smile more. And they'll be laying the foundation for a happier, healthier future. This message presented by the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association. 
Let's bring in Wapan boys basketball coach Brett Pickards, whose team advanced to the sectional semifinals with an exciting 44-42 win over Ripon last week. Coach, before we dive more into your team's run here, let's talk about the game on Saturday. Uh, have you ever been around a game that, that ended like it ended to sending you to the sectionals? Uh, I can't remember. Maybe when I was a player in 2011 at James L. Creek, we won on a half-court buzzer beater by one of my classmates, and we won a game, but that was nine years ago, and I can't remember any any other game in particular. I won, and I was in attendance for the Madison Memorial at the Pier game. There's some crazy shots in that, but I don't know if I've seen a crazier high school finish. I know there's some cool buzzer beaters this weekend with other teams, but... I think ours is right up there on uh, a top three moments I've ever been a part of in my life. If somebody hasn't seen the video online, it's all over the place. I know it's on the Wapon Boys basketball Twitter. We shared it at the DailyDodge.com Facebook page and Twitter account as well. But explain the scenario and, and how you picked up the victory. Yeah, so uh, we got called for a foul on a three-point attempt. Uh, we were up two points at the time. And they put their best player at the line, Max Butine, um, for three shots. He made his first free throw, uh, missed his second one, and I called a timeout. And at the time, we had two full timeouts left. And I told the guys in the huddle um, that they are expecting us to call a timeout, regardless of what happened on that third um, free throw, because at the time, they were down one. So I said, if they tie it, get the ball in, because we're going to catch them off guard. So we had a... Uh, Brady Navis come off a kind of a fake double screen, uh, cross screen, and then Cole Hicken was inbounding the ball, and Keegan Hartrink just went deep. Uh, kind of looked like Julio Jones burning Ladarius Gunther in the NFC Championship game, went up and caught it and finished it. I was just really happy he went in. He wanted to dunk it, but uh, it was a pretty crazy, like, 70-foot uh, rafter-burning pass that was perfect and on the money, and uh, the crowd lost it there. So it was, it was a pretty big play and unbelievable execution by Cole and Keegan and the rest of the guys on the court at the time. Yeah, you know what? I think uh, a lot of the, the the post-game you know scuttle but that you're reading online, you know, Keegan's getting all the credit for the shot, but that was almost – that was an, a perfect pass, wasn't it? You had to throw a perfect pass to make that work with them on a time on the clock, and, and that's what you got. Yeah, it was pretty impressive because we have not practiced that play. It's something that I've been drawn up in my office for like 50, 60 times is practicing. Hoping we get a chance to run an end-of-the-game situation. But Cole threw it on the money. He's actually a soccer player. I don't know if Coach uh, the new football coach wants him to play quarterback, but I know we got a pretty good one with Carson Bresser. But he threw it right on the money. He used some of his baseball skills to put that right where it needed to be, and I thought Keegan made a really good play to go get it. Um, it's a tough situation with 1.3 in the clock um, to go up and get that and, and have the peace of mind to go and finish it. Now, Coach, uh, how big is it for you? Obviously, Wapon's had some pretty historic success over the last few years when it comes to boys basketball. And, and you know, to be honest, you know, your first year coming in, you know, a lot of the a lot of the, the talk around was, hey, maybe Wapon's going to be down this year with the new coach and you graduated, you know, pretty good players and such. But uh, how big is it for your team to be back in the sectionals? Yeah, it's a really big deal, Wade. Um, these guys have been kind of overlooked or have been behind really talented players at Wapon and we just felt like we were really underrated coming into the season. I felt like our coaching staff was underrated, but most, most importantly, our players. Um, we battled through some adversity. We had one of our players um, step away from the team at the beginning of the year or in the middle of the year. We've had some battled some injuries, and including in that game in the second half, we had a kid, uh, our leading scorer, Gabe Keach, uh, exited the game. He should be back for Thursday, but he didn't play the entire second half, and it just means a, lo- a lot to me. And I, I talked to a few older people in the crowd, um, and they they said their expectations were ex- were exceeded this year, and um, I just think our kids have 
played the underdog card all year, and some of the kids have been kind of chomping at the bit to play these last three years, but they've just been so talented. And it means a lot to us to continue the tradition, but we're hoping to keep the tradition going, and hopefully we're not done yet. I know we play a really good Columbus team on Thursday. Coach, uh, obviously you played this team a long time ago, way back in the opener, a lot can change between now and then. Just uh, what do you remember for, from that game, and uh, and can you how much can you take from that game, being that it was you know a long time ago, months ago? Um, we're not going to take too much from it. I know we won by 20 um, the first time. We did some things, but they're a lot different basketball team now. They play really unselfish basketball. Um, we're a lot different, too. We have some kids that were playing JV that are now part of our rotation. Um, but they're they're a really great team. Ben Emler is the uh, Capital North Player of the Year, and they have some other good guards like Alex Campbell. He's 5'9", really quick, um, nice playmaker. He had a really big game against Laconia because I know Ben had his fourth foul in the second half of that game. They have some just other just nice role players, some quick guards, and they run the swing offense really well and take care of the basketball and kind of play just limit-term mistakes on the defensive end. Um, and the offensive end, they're a really solid, solid basketball team. Um, they don't, ha- they have a really big home run hitter with Ben. He's a terrific player. I think he's going to Platteville is what coach, uh, Shambo told me, but, um, I just think they've done a really good job this year of kind of staying the course. They had a player leave their team too, that played against the first time. And I think people kind of expected them with Trent, uh, graduating Trent Casper, that they would have a down year. Um, especially they lost their first three games. Um, I just think they're they're really solid and it's going to be a fun game and i'm hoping um it's a really good atmosphere and i i think it will be coach uh your team feel like your team is trending up here as you head down the home stretch here obviously now you know you're two wins away from you know playing in madison but you feel like uh, your team is on the upswing here down the stretch yeah absolutely i think we are um we're finally getting healthy pretty honest i've been kind of plagued with a with a back in issue uh, earlier this season. So we did not play a full game um, for a month. We, he played his last full game in Laconia, which is January 25th. Um, he played the two games and looked really good and hit some big shots for us. And um, we were a little banged up with Jaden White. He's able to go and um, Keaton Hartrink and Gabe have been carrying the load offensively, but um, I have to give credit to our junior class. They've just, they've done a really good job this year. Uh, Cole Hicken was really solid on Saturday. He had 12 points, some big rebounds and you can't really, he's not really a stat sheet stuffer, but Ryder Smith is one of the, probably the best defenders um, in our area. He's, he was on Joe Adamson on Friday. We made an adjustment to put him on. He's, six inches shorter than Joe and he's Joe's a really good player. And then we put him on uh Butine um on Saturday and held him to eleven points. And that's a huge improvement because he had thirty one in that game that we just played two weeks ago in the regular season. But our our other and other kids, um uh Austin Weiss and Carson Bresser have been big parts of our rotation and we're finally just excited to be healthy again. We knew the potential of this team coming in and we know how smart our kids are um, with preparation and paying attention to film and kind of believing in each other, but it was a huge win for us and we're hoping to keep this thing rolling. We don't want to be done on Thursday, but we know we have a tough battle with Columbus. Well, coach Brett Pickerts, uh, appreciate the time and uh, good luck in your sectional semifinal on Thursday. Thank you, Wade. Let's move over to Columbus High School right now and bring in Cardinals head coach Ben Shambo, whose team finds themselves back in the sectional this year. Uh, coach Shambo, as you get ready for Wapan, just thoughts on where the Cardinals are at right now? Well, yeah, obviously, we're, we're, what a great spot. Uh, we've had a, a good postseason um, after having a good season. Um, we played the uh, last couple nights uh, against a, a good Wotoma team. Uh, and then uh, a good, a very good uh, Laconia team on Saturday night for the regional championship. Um, 
Yeah, we're, we're feeling good where we're at. We've we've got uh, most guys are you know kind of firing in all cylinders, and, and uh, everybody's super excited to get back to sectionals where we were last year. And uh, obviously, we didn't have the, the outcome that we wanted, so we're excited to play the same team in the same spot and hopefully have a different outcome. Coach, uh, down the stretch here, you know, you've had a, a pretty good run here since the first of the year. You had maybe a week stretch where you dropped a couple games, but uh, your team's been playing pretty good basketball, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Um, yeah, the, the last week of uh, the season, we played some really good teams. Uh, we played at Lake Mills, um, who was a you know twenty-one win team, twenty-two uh, at Lodi, and then we played a, a Division Two male team. So you know, we, we tried to load up or you know the, the non-conference this year, and, and uh, you know the, the tougher non—I'm uh, sorry, the tougher conference teams were toward the end of the season. So, but overall, yeah, we've had a really good season. Um, we knocked off uh, Lake Mills in one conference, and you know we're, we. Shared second place with uh, Lodi, who um, is obviously a very good program, too. So, no, we've really figured out some things uh, in terms of being unselfish and, and uh, buying into the system, and uh, it's really translated to success for us. Coach, looking at box scores down the stretch, too, you know, obviously people see Ben Emler's name in there, but uh, you've seen guys like Alex Campbell, Ryan Schulte, Caden Brunell have all, uh, you know, it looks like they've, they've uh, been key contributors here down the stretch for you. Yeah, the awesome thing about this team is – any given night, somebody else could step up. Uh, teams always have to focus, you know, at least one, if not two, guys on uh, Ben Emler. But uh, when they do that, they've got to leave somebody open. And, and we've been able to uh, make teams pay um, for doing that. Um, and the names that you mentioned with, with Alex Campbell, he had 18 the other night in the second half. We had uh, Caden Brunell on, uh, on the night before with uh, a bunch of threes that uh, really helped us out. So, you know, the great thing about this team is that uh, we've got multiple contributors and, and uh, guys that can score. And and then most importantly, we've got kids that have bought in on the defensive end and, and realized that good defense translates to, to wins as well. Coach, both these teams are very different from that season opener when you guys met. Uh, do you look at that film at all or is that, uh, is that, that, that you don't get much out of it since it's been so long ago? <laughs> <laughs> I try. I don't want to look at that. No, <laughs> it didn't turn. It didn't turn out real well for us. So no, I'm not. I'm not even probably going to look at. It, to be honest with you, I've got. Uh, I've got other films that are more recent uh, from from Upon and. Um, but like you said, very different teams. Um, we've got uh, two guys that one guy's not on the team in us anymore. Um, that started. Um, I think Upon's got the same situation. Uh, different starting lineups for both teams. Um, you know, we, we started off the the season kind of slow. Uh, and we've really picked up momentum. Um, you know, Wapon's really done a lot of the same thing. So, no, th- that film's not going to help us much. Um, we're just going to focus on what we've been doing for the last few weeks, uh, what Wapon's been doing, um, and we know that, uh, you know, they're very well coached as well. And, and uh, we're just going to have to really make ourselves available for uh, looking at different looks and, and uh, hopefully being prepared being prepared to uh, see a lot of different things. When you look at well, the Wapon team you're going to see on Thursday night, just uh, from a Coach Pickard squad, what makes them tough? Uh, they move the ball extremely well. Um, they've got uh, great shooters. They've got uh, a really nice point guard who can put points up. Uh, they've got a, a post presence, um, so we can't uh, focus on the perimeter. Um, you know, the rebounding aspect, they've got, they've got more size than we do uh, across the board. So um, I, I think it's going to be super important that we um, take away the three-point line, but also respect what they can do in the paint and then uh, try to limit them to one shot. But uh, they've got a really nice team, obviously. Uh, but we feel like, uh, you know, we've, we've built a lot of confidence over the, the last few weeks, and, and um, you know, they've got to they've stop us too. So it should be a, a really good game.
Coach Ben Shambo, thanks for the time. Good luck to Columbus on Thursday night. We'll have Columbus and Waupon on 1430 WBEV. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. We'll get back to more of the coaches on the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report in just a second. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to the show. I have a question for you. Is it time to get the carpets cleaned in your home, office, or apartment? If so, I strongly encourage you to contact Bruce at Flyway Carpet Cleaning. Bruce from Flyway Carpet Cleaning is the only person ever to clean the carpets in my current home. He did a fantastic job at an affordable price. and I'm a strong believer in supporting those who give back to the communities that they serve as well. And Bruce and the staff at Flyway Carpet Cleaning are always supporters of our area youth as they compete in high school athletics, in school, or in extracurricular activities. I always see Bruce and Flyway Carpet Cleaning involved. Flyway Carpet Cleaning provides residential and commercial cleaning services all across South Central Wisconsin. Whether you need a small stain removed or your entire home or office cleaned, they have the experience and tools to complete the job on time and on budget, all with the personal attention that you deserve. Now, did you find water in your finished basement and need it out as soon as possible before any more damage is done? Flyway Carpet Cleaning is the place to call. They also offer emergency services in case life happens and you need your carpet cleaned as soon as possible. When it's time to get the carpets cleaned in your home, apartment, or office, you need to call Flyway Carpet Cleaning. Give Bruce a call at 920-885-6188. That's 920-885-6188. Or check out flywaycarpetcleaning.com. Flyway Carpet Cleaning, they don't cut corners, they clean them. Let's head to Beaverdam High School right now and bring in head girls basketball coach Tim Chase, who is preparing once again for the Division II state championship tournament at the Resch Center in Green Bay. They have a state semifinal matchup against Pewaukee on Friday afternoon, 3 o'clock, as they look for their fourth straight state championship gold ball. Uh, coach Chase, before we talk about the state tournament, just a gritty performance on Saturday going up to a Schwabanon and, uh, and taking out a Pulaski squad that, that really got after you. Oh, I mean, Pulaski's, uh, you know, really played well, uh, played well at the end of the year. Uh, you know, had good wins, two wins over Notre Dame, two wins over Southwest, um, you know, good win over Bayport, who's made it to Division One State. So, uh, yeah, they're a tough team, a couple of really good guards that have been playing really well and a couple of posts that have been playing really well. So, uh, they definitely had some strengths, and I, I thought we were tough defensively throughout the game and uh, did enough on offense that uh, we got to move on. Did you like the patience of your squad offensively, especially early on, because they really made you work to get good looks in the first part of that game? You know, I think the hard thing with that stuff, it's just I think you're trying to figure out how fast are your opponents, really. I think that's what the girls we weren't necessarily trying to do that, but I think we're trying to figure out, okay, who's open, who's not, how, how physical is my player going to be, you know, how quick are they going to be, and those kind of things. So I think that's just kind of what happens sometimes at the beginning of a game. Coach, four in a row here. Obviously, a lot of things going on this season with your, your squad. You talked to Mike and Tim about it in postgame, but, but how, how big was it for your girls to find a way to get back to the rest center this year? Because it gets probably, you know, it's never easy to get to state, and here you found your, there, you found your way back a fourth straight time. Yeah, sectional week is definitely a stressful week. Definitely, I would say, the most stressful week of the year. Uh, there's just a lot of, uh, you know, extra, you know, motivation, I think, because all these teams know you really well. Uh, you have a little more familiarity than you do when you get to the state teams, I would say, just because it's you know these teams are out there where state it could be a whole wide variety of teams. So, um, yeah, it meant a lot to get there, and uh, you know especially um, you know some of the things we dealt with this year. So I think it was just one of those things that our our girls and our coaching staff did a great job uh, improving throughout the year, and I think it's a well deserved trip for us. 
obviously you've gone four straight times this year. You went to once, you know, about a decade or so ago. Do you prepare differently for a state game now than what you did when the first time you made it to, I guess, back then? Was it, was it still the Kohl Center? Yeah, it was the Kohl Center back then. Yeah, it's, you, you, you learn a lot. After you do your first one, you learn a lot. Uh, there's a lot of things that you think you've got prepared and you don't always do as well of a job. You really do have to pre-plan. And honestly, a lot of the pre-planning comes even before the season starts. If if this case would happen, it just it makes things so much easier on the back end, uh, you know. And just even now, the scouting, you know, we got Pewaukee on Saturday. We got eleven games on them on film, so we're trying to do our best to try to prepare, you know, those kind of things. And uh, you know, getting as much as we possibly can on our on our opponents, uh, you know, really helps a lot as well. But yeah, the logistics of everything, knowing when you're going to leave. Uh, the planning, it, it, uh, it's good to have all that stuff taken care of. We went out there kids last night and kind of, you know, went over what the week's going to look like. And, uh, you know, now that everybody's kind of got that comfort level, you don't have 8,000 questions going on about what, what's next, what's next. So, yeah. And just so people know, we are talking early in the week here as we preview this game. Coach, what's the, what's the, what's the mentality of your team with, you know, some of these girls have been here four straight years. Has, uh, are they relaxed? Do, they, do you see the eye of the tiger? Uh, how do they approach, approach a state championship and a state uh, tournament, uh, knowing that they've been here before a few times? Oh, uh, you know, there are some nerves, I would say, during sectional week last week. And I think there will be at state too. I, I think it does help that we've been through a lot, some of these type of things, you know, and played a lot of different opponents up there. So, uh, I mean, state's a different thing, I mean, I guess as well. But, you know, everybody says, oh, is it experience? Well, at, at one point it was our first year for our kids too. And, you know, we had some success. So uh, it's one of those things we'll see when the ball goes up. And, uh, you know, we have some kids that have that experience. Hopefully our other kids will be able to rely on them a little bit. And our new kids that are getting some minutes this year, they're, they're going to have to step it up and uh, make sure they're composed while we're playing this week. Do you talk about the chance to make history? Does that come up a lot when you, when you talk to your team about being able to be the first team ever to, uh, to win four gold balls in a row? No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> all we focus on is getting better in practice. That's all we do. We focus on getting in practice. All that other stuff will take care of itself. Pewaukee comes in. You're the number two seed. Pewaukee is the number three seed. So you have the three o'clock game on Friday afternoon. Just when you look at Pewaukee, they're a team, they're a, they're a five loss team. They lost to Eisenhower twice, Pius, Germantown, and Kimberly. Obviously, you avenged some of those losses uh, in the playoff run. But oh, you mentioned you've seen, you have 11 films on Pewaukee. Just what's the take on this squad? Really good. They're very similar to us. Uh, we thought Pewaukee last year was one of the teams that would have, uh, you know, really give us a, a shot last year at state and um you know they've got most of those kids back so very talented team uh, a lot of quickness at the guard position uh some good post players they got a six three girl that's very good uh so they are quite the challenge so offensively they are probably a talent as talented as any team we've played all year so uh, definitely a tough matchup for us you know they split with pious in the regular season they ran them out of the gym on saturday what happened in that sectional final yeah pious has a really strong group of posts and if they're not able to get the ball to the post, that's a struggle for them to score. And that's kind of what Pewaukee was able to turn them over, uh, both in the half court and the full court, and turned them into some shots. So, uh, you know, the thing about, I would say, the whole field this year at State, and Pewaukee especially, is just to have a motivated group of seniors that this is their last chance and uh, they're going to do anything. Pewaukee had kind of felt that, you know, heart, heartbreak of uh, losing a sectional final last year. And I think their kids were just really motivated that they were going to get it done this year and get up to State. What about the other side of the bracket? Hortonville got the number one seed ahead of you guys, and then Oregon is the four-seeded team you took out twice. Just your take on the other half of the semifinals. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we know both of them fairly well from playing Hortonville and Oregon. Uh, Pewaukee we have not played, so you know, our main focus is on Pewaukee right now. But, yeah, 
Uh, I think Hortonville and Oregon about the, you know, the motivated seniors, I think, is, is a pretty similar thing. You know, uh, uh, Hortonville's been at state and those kids, you know, were excited to be back and have a really good chance that they probably think to do some good things in Oregon. You know, a team that won the Badger South this year had some seniors and, uh, you know, they're a group that I'm sure is quite excited for their opportunity to get up to Green Bay. What's the schedule look like for your team? When do you head up to Green Bay and uh, what's the plan? Uh, Thursday, we'll head on up in the morning. We have a facility up there we'll practice at. Uh, we'll check in the hotel. We'll go watch a little bit of one of the Division Four games, probably Aquinas. Uh, head over to a gym, Notre Dame, and shoot around a little bit. Get up uh, Friday morning. Go do a little shoot around again for an hour. Uh, kind of go over and watch probably the first game. And uh, 3 o'clock, the lights come on. And hopefully uh, we'll be ready to go uh, against Pewaukee. All right, Coach Tim Chase, we hope everybody in Beaver Dam can come on up and they, the last person out of the town turns off the streetlights. But uh, if not, they can listen to the game with Mike and Kirk on 1430 WBEV. Coach Tim Chase, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Wade. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Hot, hot. Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association. The WIA Girls Basketball Tournament gets going this week at the Resch Center in Green Bay. And with that said, we are going to bring in our resident high school basketball scouts here on the show. Going to bring in Dan Yagodinsky and Jack Dortman. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Doing great, Wade. Great time of the year. you got to love it. You know, we talked a few times this year. Obviously, you guys really keep your eye on the Division Two field, and we're going to talk about that first. We're also going to take a look at the entire WIA basketball tournament. But you know, we, we've all been to lots of state tournaments, and uh, it's always a great time, isn't it? it? It really is, and you just never know what's going to happen. It's kind of like the NCAA's, where you always have upsets. You think that uh, something's going to happen, and it changes. Uh, for example, up in the other half of our sectional, the last four years, the teams that we thought were going to make it through and get to the sectional final was somebody different this year we thought the prohibitive favor was notre dame we and, and you know it's, make it. it's the it's the reason you coach it's the reason you play it's just to get to those really yep. big games and it's just outstanding one question for you guys. I have a lot of people talk about it. I love the Rest Center as the venue for the for the Girls State Tournament. I think it's a great size. Place is always full, and it gets loud, and the atmosphere is awesome. And you're in the shadow of Lambeau Field, which is, you know, it's NFL's title town. And it's just uh, yeah. the quintessence of small-town America. And then you pull off exit 167 on 41, and you look at it, there's Lambeau Field right there. And you know it's just a special time of the year to be in that city. I love it. Yeah, you know, and uh, all the all the hotels and the different eateries right nearby. It's it's so close. It's within walking distance, so it makes it just so much easier. And the older I get, as much as I love going to Madison, I love. I went to the Fieldhouse from when I was probably five years old all the way probably till about you know it moved uh, going to the tournaments. But as I get older. I like the parking at the rest center so much easier than having to find and a spot in, in Madison. That's exactly right. You know, when, when uh, Beaver Dam went to state in 2010, uh, I remember trying to park around there was just a nightmare. Well, and you because see the that areas the, are so small, and you see there's a new big parking ramp right next, budding right up to the rest center. So that's going to help obviously Packer games, but also 
for our game, if, uh, you know, the state teams. Who's going to be the first guy that tries to uh, light the charcoal grill inside the parking <laughs> ramp over a back <laughs> We might have to give that a shot. The, I mean, the, the, there may the be a few Beaver Dam people doing that. Yeah, there might be. We'll just have to see. Well, we're going to start with the Division Two tournament because you guys, as we talked many times this year, have scouted uh, Division Two quite a bit. And then we're going to also touch on some D1 and some, you know, D3, D4, D5. But uh, the Division Two field this year at the WIAA State Tournament, Hortonville got the number one seed. You had Beaver Dam get the number two seed. Pewaukee, the number three seed. Oregon, the four seed. Uh, just when you saw things, you know, develop of who won the sectionals and then you moved to the seeding meeting and such, what were your thoughts when you see and you saw those seeds come out? Yeah, you know, we sat on this podcast and said that it was going to be Beaver Dam, Hortonville, Pius, and DeForest, and we both agreed on that. And a lot of writers on WIS Sports agreed with that. Part of the magic of March, Wade, is you never know what's going to happen. Oregon plays a great playoff uh, down the stretch. They get to state. Give all credit to Pewaukee. We give them a lot of credit. They got a great roster, uh, and uh, and they made it. They beat, played an excellent sectional final game against Pius. So, and then it's Beaver Dam and Hortonville. So we'll just have to see how it plays out. But uh, it's just it's always fun to, to to talk about the state tournament. No doubt about it. Yeah, and you know, this is the time of year you just got to bring your game. No matter what the seat is, you know, wherever you are, it's just motivation. You go out and play. Throw the ball in the center court and go. Uh, and it's just, you know, you, you, you go to the rest center and you see all the team buses and all the team's attire, and it's just it's just fun to be there. It's a great atmosphere. I absolutely love it. Now let's take a look at, uh, I guess Hortonville's the one seed. Let's just take a look at the, that game first, gentlemen. Uh, obviously, you've seen Oregon a few times. I know Beaver Dam beat Oregon, who's also at the state tournament, beat him a couple of times handily, once down at the Cole Center, and then uh, uh, one time in the, it was in the Badger Challenge, was, I believe. Yeah. So you have Hortonville, who was number one most of the year in, in the rankings for both the AP and the, the coaches. Right. After Beaver Dam went out of state and played some tough teams, lost some, obviously they dropped into Aquinas, but Hortonville, the number one seed. Uh, what's your take on the Polar Bears? Because both of you guys have seen Hortonville? We have, yes. And I mean, it's it's the same uh, sort of structure as it was the previous years. You know, this is their, I believe, their fifth trip to state overall, their fourth in a row. Uh Celeste Radka, their coach, has done a great job the last few times getting her team prepared, going through sectionals. The, it's still the same structure with Macy McGlone, the UW-Milwaukee recruit, a stout post player. She's just been terrific all season. She averages about 17 points a game. She is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Whoever is going to beat Hortonville is going to have to take care of Macy McGlone. In the past two seasons, Beaver Dam has taken care of him. That's the reason, is because Macy McGlone uh, – struggled a little bit because of our defense. And then you look at Hort or excuse me with Oregon and did they expect to be here? Maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but they got a, a, a great chance to play against a great group of players um, from Hortonville and that'll just be a, a fun opening matchup for the one versus the four. Yeah, I agree. I would say Hortonville would be the favorite in my mind. Uh, I look at the post play would probably be the difference. But, you know, they also, Hortonville has a couple other D1, or one other D1 player in Cammie Pepler going to UW Milwaukee with McGlone. She's only a sophomore right now. And then they have um, another Division II player going to St. Cloud State in Morgan Dreheim. Um, they have a good starting five. They average about 70 points a game. And Oregon is very upper class oriented. Their top three scorers are all seniors. So they'll be experienced. They average about 61 a game. So uh, I think 
style of play will be a determinant there, but I would give the edge to Hortonville. Yeah, I would as well. I think when you talk about Hortonville, you, you talk about Pepler. Scored 21 points in their sectional final game against Onalaska. That's absolutely well done. They needed that performance to, mm-hmm. to knock them off by only four points. So I think when you talk about Hortonville, they just have so many weapons on offense, and their record reflects it. They've won however many in a row since that opening day loss to, to Bayport early in uh, the season. So uh, you know, we sort of maybe expected them to be here. Uh, they bring uh, a lot of experience to the D2 field. We'll see how they do. You know, you mentioned Hortonville gets the number one seed. Obviously, Beaver Dam has won three straight. Um, is in the years past, you know, Hortonville, have they been underseeded at the state tournament the last couple of years? Because I've had some coaches say that maybe they, they were, they were kind of moved down a few times uh, just because teams trying to, which what you've seen, have tried to adjust maybe matchups at state to get, to get to that title game. Yeah, you know, and one of the things when you get to the seeding meetings, uh, some of the things that are little known is the teams that maybe are more the underdog, they have play a bigger uh, factor than what people think because they can, to some degree, determine who they play. So they could seed people a little differently and try to determine. For example, we beat Oregon twice this year. I don't know how that all played out uh, with regards to who they voted, but conventional wisdom would say they don't want to play us again because we've beat them by double digits twice. And Beaver Dam, uh, you know, having uh, beaten Horton, uh, excuse me, Oregon twice, yeah. being in the tournament each of the last three seasons, it's maybe not that Hortonville is seeded low, it's just that Beaver Dam played that well of a schedule, got the votes, what have you, and it maybe hasn't been that Hortonville hasn't been so bad. It's just that Beaver Dam has been that much better. I've had a couple of coaches bring up the case when it comes to seeding the state tournament. You know, you have five divisions there. What if you took all of your information that the coaches compile <laughs> for division for the division seedings and say you had to pitch it to the division one coaches? And the Division One coaches then seeded Division Two, and then you kind of you know did them also. Other coaches who maybe don't have a skin in the game actually seed those teams uh, for you. Yeah, no question. I think that would be sort of an interesting way to do it. I think if there would be a concern, it's that do the Division One coaches know the Division Two teams? Have they watched them? Have they been able to make an intelligent of enough of a determination to see who's better than who? My thought would be that maybe they're focused on their own teams, but maybe that would give an opportunity. For some objectivity, yeah, uh, but the, you have, you have to. Yeah, then it's up to the coach to to present his resume. Correct, and That's that correct. would be part of it. Yeah, and I think yeah. that uh, when you talk about a resume, I think Hortonville has a great one. I think you know any team that makes it to state is uh, certainly worthy of a higher seed potentially, but. You know, the chips fall how they fall, and you have to play who you play. So I think it's a small part of it. Teams are excited to be there, and uh, it should be fun to watch. Yeah, you know, there's been – I've talked to a few different coaches that uh, some of them might be in the playoffs this year that talk about that it's a flawed system to some degree because teams can control to some degree who they play. And if they have relationships with another team, another head coach within that same division – then they could really control that. So would you call – it's state tournaments. You can't call somebody a heavy favorite. But Hortonville, obviously, the one seed is the favorite of Oregon. And you're always, what would it take for Oregon, the four seed, to knock off Hortonville? Well, I think Oregon is going to have to shoot the ball well, just what Onalaska did. You know, Onalaska scored 68 points in that sectional final against Hortonville. Having watched that game, uh, you know, Cammie Pepler just went off. She's just a terrific player. So I don't know if it's possible to contain her at all. I think Oregon's going to have to play good defense. Maybe slow the game down a little bit to where they control the rhythm. Uh, but we'll just have to see. That's why it's fun. 
I think the biggest key, and we talked about it, Jack, is um, that uh, Oregon has to go at McGlone. She's prone to get in foul trouble. They have to get her in foul trouble like Onalaska did, where she sat for a good portion of the first half and second half. And then you're right, they have to shoot lights out. All right, the other semifinal has the three-time defending state champion Beaver Dam taking on Pewaukee. Again, that first game got a tip about 135. Beaver Dam, Pewaukee about uh, 3-3-15 at the rest center. You can actually hear that game with our good buddies Mike Tronson and Kurt Call on 1430 WBEV and the audio streams at DailyDodge.com. But, you know, Beaver Dam, the number two seed, they're the three-time defending champs. Yeah, I know that. It's, I'm, I'm sure it was a little bit surprising to some people. Uh, give Hortonville all the credit in the world for the schedule uh, that they played. They won a lot of games. Uh, Beaver Dam sort of took the uh, idea of playing maybe a little bit more difficult, strenuous non-conference competition. I mean, you obviously can't control how good or bad your conference play is going to be. Um, but it certainly helped Beaver Dam playing Reedsburg twice, DeForest twice, Oregon twice. Um, and so I think they're battle-tested. If you look at who has played the most strenuous schedule – in Division Two, I think it's been Beaver Dam. I just think it's their ability. You know, they went out of state. They played the seventh-ranked team in Illinois, the second-ranked team in Minnesota. They played Germantown, who made it deep into the playoffs in Division One. So you look at that and you think uh, Beaver Dam is certainly, and not to mention Aquinas, but Beaver Dam has certainly prepared themselves for a run, a deep playoff run. They've made it. They're healthy. They're ready to go. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, and I think that's all proven out by the Max Preps uh, rankings recently put out where Beaver Dam's one, and I believe Aquinas is two, Platteville three, and Hortonville four. So uh, that encompasses strength of schedule. It encompasses one loss. So it, it's a whole formula that gets put into that. And I guess, you know, it's, some people would say, you know, we would – Probably Beaver Dam, I should say, would probably be the prohibitive favorite to some degree because it's a three-time defending champ. Yeah, there's no question about it. And I think they got a chance to make some history, Beaver Dam does. And uh, it'll just be fun to watch. I'm very excited. Don't bring it up to Coach Chase about making history because he, he's not. It's, it's kind of like when Mike McCarthy was the coach of the Packers. You could not say the word Super Bowl uh, at all in the locker room. You could talk about that game at the end of the year, but you can't bring up the, the history. Our lips are sealed. Absolutely. No doubt about it. <laughs> no, and I think the other thing is, uh, to some degree, maybe getting a two seed gives them a little different motivation factor. And. There's something to be said, I don't care, in any sport about experience. So when you bring experience, maybe it's uh, the preparation, maybe it's what you do the day before the game, game day. I mean, I think Pewaukee is making their first appearance at state. So we'll see how that all plays plays out. Yeah, absolutely. Certainly the first trip for this group of kids that are going to be playing. Uh, now, we, you go down, up and down their lineup. We said the first time we appeared on this podcast, I made the point that Pewaukee, I think, probably has one of the more talented starting fives in the state of Wisconsin. You talk about Kennedy Osterman, Lauren Schill, Emily and Sarah Newcomer, Vivian Jendy. They're just all and down, uh, up and down their lineup is just so stout. They play so well. And you saw it reflected in that sectional final against Pius where they really just took it to the Popes. Yeah, they ran them out yeah. of the gym. I mean, people saw it score and they're like, is that right? Yeah, I know. And, and, after and they had lost the to game, him. They lost to him 70 to 55 about three weeks earlier at Pewaukee. But to Jack's point, they have they have five good starters. They have three really highly skilled players. Lauren Schill leads them with about 14 and a half points a game. 
Uh, their post, 6'3", Vivian Gendy, is very athletic, handles the ball very well, likes to get the ball out front uh, 17, 18 feet from the basket and can drive fluidly. They have good shooters. Uh, their point guard again, Kennedy Osterman, is a really highly skilled player. Uh, their losses this year, they lost to Germantown by eight. They lost to Kimberly by two. Uh, lost to New Berlin Eisenhower and Pius. Uh, they lost to Eisenhower twice, and then they avenged that by beating them by five in the sectional semifinals. Yeah, that was just totally an exciting, my personal favorite <clears throat> sectional out of all the four is just because you never know who's going to come out. All those three teams are very familiar with each other. You talk about Pius, Pewaukee, and Eisenhower, and uh, give all credit in the world to Pewaukee. They just played a heck of a tournament down the down the stretch. Well, Beaver Dam, I mean, obviously we've all seen Beaver Dam play it a ton of, of all these teams this year but but when you both look at beaver dam what do you what what has made what makes them so good in my opinion this year <clears throat> as opposed to others it's been their defense getting it done maybe a little bit more so than their offense in previous years we talked about uh beaver dam's ability to hold teams under their projected points per game average in state they're about 15 and a half under their average there's no team after running the statistical models that's below 10 or above 10 excuse me so beaver dam that's just their calling card this year you talk about the 85 bears the 2000 ravens this is on that level for girls basketball playing defense jada donaldson maddie wilkie natalie jens just terrific job i would agree and you know you talk about different sports there's an old saying, you know, defense wins championships, offense sells tickets. You know, the bottom line is this defense, and you can talk about the last three state championships also. Defense is what carried the day because we were behind in different times in other games. Our Beaver Dam was behind, and we were able to come back because of our defense and stay in the games, and then we exerted our will on people. And, and that's what's carried the day this year, and it, it did against Pulaski. Again. It absolutely did. It's been, you know, the highlights of holding – Pulaski to 41 points and Slinger to 33 points. That's just those are teams that are really good that and can you, rack and up And the one points. thing you watch the Pulaski game on last Saturday with Beaver Dam, Pulaski was working so hard on defense, you know, trying, and then all of a sudden they have to work so hard on offense because Beaver Dam, you know, you know, locks them up so much that sure. it's like, you know, but you get to the second half, you get teams running. You know, they, they, I thought they were about on the verge of like running out of gas, and they made a little bit of run to make it a close game again. But I mean, they just make you work so hard on both ends of the floor. They did. It's and hard it, for teams to, you know, sustain that the entire game. Yeah, and, and give all credit to Pulaski. They had a great year. They they beat Notre Dame Academy uh, in the semis. That that's so good. Um, and they played a real good game against Beaver Dam. And after watching that, you know, they played suffocating defense, and it's maybe a good test for Beaver Dam to play teams like that because well, it's you know you're going to see them down the down Pulaski the was outstanding at the second half of the season. The first half of the season, so-so, they won 11 of their last 12 games, and four of those were against really high-end teams. They beat Bayport. They beat Notre Dame twice. Uh, they they were on a roll. You know, and squeaking out an teams. overtime win against Green Bay Southwest in the and regional another final. Another high-end team with Jaden Simmons. But the bottom line is, again, I had somebody text me at halftime of uh, Beaver Dam Pulaski game saying, "Looks like Pulaski's getting really tired," and it showed in that first three four minutes of the second half. They buckled a little bit. You know, Pulaski presses a lot too, and it's going to be interesting to see how I should say uh, uh, Pewaukee presses a lot. I should say it's going to be interesting to see how how Beaver Dam handles that because that's what Pius maybe was their downfall. Yeah, absolutely was, and we kind of thought that going into the season, Dan and I did. 
um, that, that Pius would have difficulty with the press. And after watching the film of that game, there was a lot of pressing involved that Pewaukee did. Are they going to be able to do that against us? My About Beaver Dam, excuse me, that uh, uh, I would say that Beaver Dam has the guard play to guard against that. Where Pius, yep. their speed maybe wasn't as high. Their advantage was in the post. We discussed that. So they were a team that could struggle with the press. Beaver Dam, yep. not so much. Yeah, and I agree. Uh, Pius's advantage is getting it over half court and get it in inside. Now, uh, Beaver Dam will have the advantage that they've, we've been able to see their 1-2-2 press. They've been doing that the second half of the season. I went to the Eisenhower game on a Saturday against uh, Pewaukee, and they started at 1-2-2, and Eisenhower got them out of it because they went on. They started the game 10 to nothing against Pewaukee, breaking that press. So I asked you this about uh, Hortonville, Oregon. Oregon, what's it going to take for the four seed to beat the one seed? What would have to happen for Pewaukee to, uh, to knock off the, the, the defending champs? Well, I think you're going to have to defend the three-point basket. I mean, that's definitely a key to beating Beaver Dam because that's been a key to their success. Has been uh, They don't live and die by the three, but it's a big part of them getting up on teams. The second part, I think, is you're going to have to break the press and uh, try to exploit some matchups. Uh, we talked about how talented of a starting five they have. They can score a lot of points. So if Beaver Dam is a little bit off shooting-wise and on defense, Right now, it sort of feels like maybe they're they're vulnerable. Uh, we'll just have to see how it plays out. The key, I think, for Pewaukee is they've got to adjust to the speed of the game. We're going to speed the game up. Now, if the top two seeds hold 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 pat there, say if the ones and the twos go to the final game, what's your take on, on Hortonville, uh, Beaver Dam? Is, is, what are some key matchups there in that game if, if, if the seeds hold? Yeah, I think uh, trying to watch Hortonville break our press is going to be interesting because that's what they've struggled against Beaver Dam in the past two times they've played them at state. And for that matter, uh, against Cudahy in 2017. Cudahy with coach Bob Mirande was a team that pressed a lot. They struggled with that. We'll just have to see. You talk about the post player, Macy McGlone, certainly a highlight of their team. Cami Pepler, another one that has the ability to go off. The matchup of, our, of Beaver Dam's guards against Hortonville's guards defensively is going to be what determines the game, in my opinion. If Beaver Dam would happen to meet Hortonville, anything's possible. I would agree with that. The other thing I would say is uh, if uh, Hortonville can keep McGlone out of foul trouble. Uh, but I guess the guard play is going to be, it's going to carry the day, and that's what's been uh, this whole season. Beaver Dam's guard play has carried the day. Again, the uh, Division Two tournament uh, begins Friday afternoon at 1.30, and uh, the Division One tur- and the championship is on Saturday night at 6.30. Division One tournament will be Friday night. you got Middleton and Oconomowoc. Middleton the one, Oconomowoc the four, Bayport the two, Divine Savior, Holy Angels is the number three. Guys, any thoughts mm-hmm. on the Division One field? Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, Dan and I, have done our fair share of scouting Bayport in their games against Pulaski and Green Bay Notre Dame. Um, Bayport probably plays one of the toughest non-conference schedule. Listen to this list. They have played Milwaukee King, Divine Savior Holy Angels earlier in the in the season, Hortonville and New Berlin Eisenhower, and they beat all of those teams. That is unbelievable of a gauntlet to go through to schedule. They are definitely battle-tested, no doubt about it. Yeah, and they beat uh, DSHA back on December 31st, so they beat them by 13. Now, granted, that game was at Bayport, but it was also 
after Emma Nagel was hurt. So, you know, the teams will look at that and say, was it before, was it after? So they're playing with basically the same team right now. I would say this, um, Bayport plays, as Jack indicated, just a really tough schedule. Uh, they've had a couple hiccups down the stretch. They lost to Notre Dame. They lost to uh, Pulaski. Um, I I look at that game right now. DSHA they've been on a roll. They're eighteen and one since their last loss. You know, but it just shows you the 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 the, the razor thin, the, you know, the differentials that happen in the playoffs because they lost and they beat double Watertown in double overtime where they won at the Horn. They were they were they were a last second basket away from going home in what the regional semifinal the regional nuts. regional semifinals. Yeah, and I mean another team that we should touch on dan i think is oconomowoc it's their first trip to state an old wisconsin little 10 opponent for beaver dam that we were used to seeing uh but that's their first trip ever to state you gotta feel good for that program it's a great town big school anytime you make your first trip to a state tournament is exciting yeah i would say that you know anytime you make it you have a chance for me, I would look at the Middleton matchup with the Conomoc. I would say that Middleton is a prohibitive odds-on favorite. I would agree with that assessment as well. I think uh, you know they're playing hard after last season in that uh, devastating Division mm-hmm. One game. They want to win it again. Middleton does, and uh, they might uh, might just do it this year. They're yeah. playing well. Just think of this, Jack. Middleton could have a rematch with Bayport, and that would be quite a motivation, having lost on the last second shot last year. All I know, as you mentioned, with Oconomowoc, a school that big, I'm sure the entire town is going to be making the trip up to Green Bay. Yeah, absolutely, and that's uh, that's good for them. You know, uh, yeah. Beaverdam's certainly familiar with them, and it's nice to see them go through the gauntlet and, and make it. A Division three, you have Platteville, who knocked off Marshall last week in the uh, to end their two-year run as state champions. The Platteville's unbeaten. They're pretty good. Arcadia, the four-seed, Wrightstown, and the Lake Mills out of the Capital North. The champs over there making their first trip to state. Any thoughts on D3 from you guys? Yeah, I would say the odds-on favorite from what I've seen is Platteville. They're ranked third in the MAPS, Max Preps poll. They've had a perfect season. They beat Oconomowoc by 23 points on november 23rd so that's a pretty good win for their program they play well uh wrightstown is another team that sort of throw a wrinkle in there they lost to new berlin eisenhower earlier in the season by seven uh in january so we'll see how that goes but i in my view i think platteville has just played a great year in my opinion, they're the odds-on favorite, but anything's possible. Yeah, I think Platteville has their their team of the decade. Uh, they have bigs. They have good guard play. I would, um, you know, look at them to be the odds-on favorite for sure against Arcadia. Wrightstown, Lake Mills, I look at that. That's an intriguing matchup. I think that's a pick em. Uh Right now, Wrightstown's been on a little more of a run. Uh, but Lake Mills, they beat Oregon. They beat Marshall this year. Uh, they did lose to Platteville earlier, so if they were to go against each other in the championship that could be interesting motivation i i think overall i think platteville is the odds on favorite division four aquinas obviously the heavy favorite they'll take on crandon in the first round matchup and then it's melrose mandoro and michicott in the uh, second semifinal in d4 on thursday night aquinas and melrose mandoro have, have been been to this this, this they've game done before. this dance before yes. wait no question about it uh, in our scouting of aquinas earlier this season dan and i just it's just they're an unbelievable talented team. They're without their post player Becker at the moment. We'll see if she comes back. It's sort of up in the air. Uh, but uh, Aquinas, even without her, 
is just such a talented team. It's just unreal to see the the way that they've been able to perform down the stretch. I would agree. When I saw them earlier in the year, I thought they were the best team in the state that I'd seen. And uh, Melrose, Mendero, yeah, as you mentioned, they've had experience. Michigan, you never know. They're a physical team. Um, it could be interesting to see. I think that's a pick between that Mel- Melrose, Mendero, and Michigan. But I would, again, favor acquaintance against any of these uh, Division Four teams. You know, in Division Five, Blackhawk, I think, is the heavy favorite. Uh, they've blown through everybody. Just, you know, blew out a pretty good Oakfield team in the uh, – in the uh, final, you know, they also, you know, picked up. They, they, they Fall River gave Jim Doolittle's squad yeah. gave them their probably their closest game that they've had, and you know, they might Fall River might be the second best team in the state in yeah. Division Five, and unfortunately they got shifted sectionals this year and had to play them in the sectional semis. But uh, uh, Blackhawk, the heavy favorite in D five to repeat, right? And it seems like every year that. I go to the state tournament. It seems like Blackhawk is playing Newman Catholic every year. It's just like pencil them in at the start of the year. Those are two teams very familiar with one another. Uh, Blackhawk has three players averaging over 15 points a game. They score 76 points a game on average. They beat Fall River in the sectional semis, as we talked about. They're definitely the prohibitive favorite. Uh, the you know, team to watch out for, Bangor, up there. This is their third trip in the last four seasons to state. We'll see how that experience with those players uh, can help them down the stretch, but definitely Blackhawk uh, would be my pick. Yeah, I would agree. I would look at Blackhawk. They have three prospective Division One players on a Division Five team. They play up tempo. They they play a 94-foot game the whole game. Uh, teams have to adjust to that, and there's no way to really prepare for that. So what's your gentleman's plan here for the rest? You staying overnight? You driving there and back uh, every yeah, day? Yeah, we'll be staying overnight, so... Uh, Watch uh, out, watch out, Green Bay. Yeah. <laughs> it could yeah, be interesting. We might, it'll be fun. We'll behave ourselves. We don't want to get in too much trouble. So if people, if people now, they may be able to hear you guys talking at, at some place uh, uh, in Green Bay after a game or something. If they if they hear the Laurel and Hardy, or yeah, or, they'll or, find you. Can they come up and say hi? Yeah, absolutely. Folks of a certain age will remember Statler and Waldorf from the Muppets, the two yes. old guys <laughs> that heckle from the box. That's sort of what we are. Well, yeah, we, we have fun. Let's put it that way. But we also are serious about helping uh, with all the scouting well, absolutely and it's been it's been fun to discuss that with you this season no yeah, question Jack about Norman, it. Dan Yagodinsky, thank you so much for joining us on, on on the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report and it's been fun breaking down high school girls basketball you guys both have a, a passion for it don't you yeah we love it yeah. it's something yeah. that's just absolutely amazing to to do uh we absolutely love it we have a good time let's put it that way and gentlemen thank you high school sports are as American as apple pie And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Wisconsin knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, Chances are you'd look good in stripes, too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Wisconsin needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. 
That's going to just about do it for this edition of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. My name is Wade Bates. Thank you so much for joining us. I have to thank all the coaches for giving us some time in their busy weeks, including Tim Chase, the head girls basketball coach at Beaver Dam High School as they get ready for the state semifinals. Friday afternoon against Pewaukee, about 3 o'clock or so. Again, Mike Tronson and Kurt Call of the play-by-play on that one if you want to listen to it. 2.30 the pregame show, 3 o'clock the tip on 14.30 WBEV. It also streams at DailyDodge.com. The boys sectionals coming up on Thursday. We need to thank Tyler Fisher, the head boys coach at Randolph for giving us a preview of his game with Monticello. That's in Division 5. Also, Jake Falkenthal uh, joins us as his Houston Ford team takes on Sheboygan Lutheran at Oshkosh West High School on Thursday night. Game you'll hear on WBEV. I'll have the call Thursday night. Wapon and Columbus. Ben Shambo, the head coach of the Cardinals, and Brett Pickerts, the head coach of the Warriors, gave us a little preview of that one. And then also John Koopman the head coach at Marquezan as his team squares off with Palmyra Eagle in a Division Four sectional semifinal. Dan Yagodinsky, Jack Nortman, our resident high school basketball scouts, giving us their take on the state high school girls basketball tournament as well. If you like the program, we have shows every Wednesday and Friday during the high school sports season. The best way to never miss an episode is to subscribe at your favorite podcasting site. Just search South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. You can also like us on Facebook. Just search South Central Wisconsin Prep Report as well or follow on Twitter at SCW Prep Report. I have to thank Bruce Kaufman over at Flyaway Carpet Cleaning for making this show possible. If you need a carpet clean anywhere, contact Bruce. Check out his website, flyawaycarpetcleaning.com. Saturday, we're going to have a show at some point with the uh, State Girls Basketball Tournament coming on. So we'll talk to you Saturday morning. Thank you so much for listening to the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report.